You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everybody, welcome back to Letterman Row. I am Austin Ward. That's Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook. This is Rapid Reaction because the Buckeyes are slowly coming back. Uh, to work after the national title game. And Ryan Day uh, spoke with the media on Friday to update some of this busy uh, offseason mixed with vacation that they've gone through over the last uh, week and a half or so. Uh, and the biggest move now for the coaching staff at this point is that Greg Madison, uh, after 41 years in the coaching profession and two seasons at Ohio State, the co-defensive coordinator has elected to retire. Uh, this is a move that um, has been expected for quite some time. In fact, if if the Buckeyes had maybe won the national championship a year ago, this might have happened then. Uh, he was always meant to come in and lend some of that veteran expertise uh, and experience, mentor the coaching staff as Ryan Day took over, um, and and he did that. Two two productive years with the Buckeyes. Maybe not the the pass defense overall that Ohio State would have wanted last season, but uh, that front seven was dominant. Greg Madison wrapping up uh, a productive, long time storied career. And it opens up a position now for Ryan Day as he continues to mold this program and his image heading into year three. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of what this offseason is about. Ultimately, for me, it's about Ryan Day turning it into his program and not just taking it be a, a continuation of Urban Myers and uh, Greg Madison despite the fact that he came from Michigan was an urban Meyer assistant previously. And uh, that sort of, I think guided that connection, but um, Greg's role was obviously not entirely understood. I think by people on the outside, his opportunity at Ohio state was about being a game planner was about helping get Al Washington, Kerry Combs, giving him some assistance. Um, it really wasn't about being, you know, the rah, rah, go out and recruit all the time, be that sort of stuff. Because when you have a bunch of young coaches and a head coach that's 40 years old, they're able to do that. And you can let a guy like Madison be the, the mentor, as you said, and, um, mission accomplished for him and, you know, wish him well in retirement. Yeah. And that also shouldn't mean to diminish the work that he did, you know, Ryan Day specifically talked about, and Justin Hilliard has on numerous occasions, you know, the work that he did with the specific, you know, linebackers that Greg Madison worked with, they, they loved the guy. Uh, obviously his knowledge for the game, you could talk to him about anything. He's been through, all the wars and seeing every kind of defense that could ever be played. Um, now, as Ohio state moves forward, you know, this isn't likely the kind of role that, you know, that you're not going to find another guy like Greg Madison and uh, Berm, you know, this better than anybody that, you know, you probably are going to want someone who is younger and more involved in the recruiting process. But again, that was not what Greg Madison was meant to do over the last two seasons. If that had been a priority for Ryan day, then he wouldn't have brought him over uh, from Michigan in the first place. But, you know, Certainly those linebackers, I think, will miss him. And, and that's where you sort of look as Ohio State moves forward, Spencer. Yeah, I think Greg Madison served a perfect role for a young coaching staff where all of these guys, a lot of them were really young. And for Greg Madison to be able to show them, you know, his experience and that, those those kind of things for two years and say, like, okay, now it's yours. You know, I'm going to step away. You, got, I taught you some stuff. And not that he was, like, the the only mentor in the room, but but he did teach – I'm sure he did teach him some things, and I think he served a great role. And now you go out and get somebody young, energetic, and, 
and willing to, you know, fight for recruits and, and those kind of things. I think that the perfect guy for the job when Ryan Day first took over was Greg Madison. Now Ryan Day gets to go out and find somebody that that fits what the defense wants to do more than just game planning. Yeah, and we don't know how exactly this will work out. I mean, certainly Ohio State's known that this was a possibility and in the works for a while. Um, we talked about it, Berm, the day after the title game, that this was a possibility and that Greg Madison was likely heading towards retirement. Uh, so certainly Ryan Day will have already had a short list that he's operating off of. Um, you know, you and I are going to continue, all of, us, all of us at Letterman are going to continue to work on this. I expect it should be wrapped up in about uh, a week or so, maybe less. Uh, you know, some of the names that, that have popped up, maybe, maybe Randall Joyner, who spent time with Ohio State and is at SMU now. Uh, Ryan Crow, somebody who's familiar with Ohio State as well and has also worked with Kerry Combs with the Tennessee Titans. Those are the first two that come to mind for me. I have, since I've been asked numerous times about it already, um, <clears throat> LSU uh, assistant Corey Raymond, who's come up seemingly every single year uh, that there's been an opening, I'm told he will not be a candidate for this position. Obviously, things are always subject to change, but um, he is not someone that Ohio State has actually pursued in the past, and I don't expect that they will over the next couple of days. I think it's just one of these things. It's a fascinating uh, dynamic between what Ohio State's trying to do and what, you, if you look at Alabama, they're replacing, you know, what, 14 different staff members, and they go out and get Bill O'Brien. They go out and get Doug Marone. Uh, the, clearly, their their aim is different. Uh, oh, Ryan Day does not have the Rolodex that Nick Saban does, so there's, you know, that's something to obviously consider uh, in the coaching world. But the opportunity to coach at Ohio State is something that a lot of people would love to have. Uh, and, you know, at a place like Ohio State, depending on how much money the Buckeyes are willing to, to go after an assistant coach here with, um, there's nobody that's really off the table for Ohio State amongst anyone out there that's an available coach and even ones that are, are you know, working elsewhere. I personally, I mean, it's probably a pipe dream, but I thought that Kevin Steele, the guy that went from Auburn to now Tennessee, who will probably end up being available to me, that, that's a guy I would personally target. But again, this is like the Malik Willis thing. I, just me personally, but I, I don't think that that's really in the cards. But, um, you know, there's a lot of good, experienced, and also good young coaches that are out there that would love to work with Ryan Day and, and what Ohio State has. So it's going to wrap up quickly, but a lot of it depends on what Ryan Day said today. How do they maneuver the current staff around? Does Al Washington change his uh, responsibility? Does Matt Barnes change his responsibility, et cetera? And Matt Barnes is another guy in, in the Matt in the Greg Madison mold almost that people haven't really heard much about, but he's done a really good job for Ohio State and become one of the Buckeyes ace recruiters. So you, you wouldn't be surprised if he got an opportunity to, to get elevated a little bit. Yeah. I think there will probably be some movement with Matt Barnes more so than now Washington. We'll see exactly how that plays out over the coming days. And, and Greg Madison uh, to your other point, Berm was extremely well compensated. Uh, you know, he had, he had earned that. If you've got a million plus dollars to work with here, there's no real limitation for Ohio state. Um, it, it's, it is funny to, compare and contrast that situation with Alabama. Um, you know, those were, you know, two obvious fits to the NFL, former NFL coaches who had those backgrounds and, and they could plug right in. I'm not sure that that really exists, uh, you know, for Ohio State with defensive coaches from that NFL level that are suddenly available on the market. Um, but even if they were, they just made that move last year with Kerry Combs to take him from that level and make him the coordinator. You know, I don't, clearly they're not, uh, giving up on that after eight games in a, you know, bizarre 
pandemic shortened year and no spring ball and all that stuff. I mean, that's not, uh, that's not going to be in the cards here to pack it in after Kerry Combs really because of, you know, one game. Uh, you know, if you want to lump Clemson's passing attack uh, in that one, you can. I mean, they finished number 122 in the country. That's never going to sit well for Ohio State. But um, Kerry Combs was also part of that overall effort that had one of the best rush defenses in America and won the Big Ten and won the Sugar Bowl. So that's not, you know, Ryan Day and Kerry Combs see eye to eye. And I think that, the, you know, a little bit of fresh blood may help here, but it's not going to be to undercut the hire that they just made 12 months ago. Yeah, I think it's an interesting dynamic in the coaching room because, you know, Ryan obviously has, uh, you know, some love for Kerry Combs. And I think that the love is reciprocated. And I think that they they really do work well together. I think if you give Kerry Combs a full offseason and a full season, that defense probably looks a lot better. Um, just, you know, people talk about talent, but I think that that if, if you give him an offseason, it would look a little better. But I think that, uh, you know, some fresh ideas, a fresh mind, um, I'm seeing a lot of coaches go from the NFL to college. So there's always, you know, some wild cards that you don't really know about that, that could pop up. Maybe, I don't know, but uh, it's going to be interesting. I think this is a huge off season for Ryan day on the defensive side. Whereas last year with first year quarterback coach, you know, uh, Corey Dennis, I think it was a big year for the offense last year. I think this is a huge off season for the defense when you're putting together staff and getting new guys in there and seeing what you have to replace. I think this is going to be a big off season. I think you've seen like with Alabama and I don't mean to go back to them, but the, the assistant coaching world, uh, it gets a lot of run. It gets a lot of conversation going and people will go, oh, if this coach leaves, what happens to this player, this recruit, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Uh, the, the fact is you have to find a guy that fits your system that recruits hard, that is going to help you be a good team, a better team for that one year or two years that he's in your program. Uh, I'm a firm believer that assistant coaches who are staying in one spot for longer than three, four years generally, um, you know, are, are either aren't happy or um, are content with not moving on to another job, like not elevating their career. Like Larry Johnson, he's a defensive line coach. He loves what he does. He's an associate head coach. I don't know that he wants to be anything beyond that, but when you're talking about younger guys, you, you have to be willing to, to take a risk on a guy that, you know, might leave in a year or two if he's going to help elevate your program. Like a Jeff Halfley, perhaps. Right, exactly. And those Is are, he available? <laughs> he's not available. Uh-huh. The point is those are few and far between. And, and also it's a reminder that, you know, when Ryan Day was first going through this two years ago and we're, you know, making these lists and talking about the people that, you know, there might be conversation with, I don't, I never mentioned Jeff Halfley. I had never heard of him. Um, And that could be uh, maybe a useful reminder heading into this next week, both for us and for anybody who might be evaluating that hire in a week's time. Like Ryan Day does know more people, uh, even if he doesn't have Nick Saban's Rolodex, he's been in this profession long enough that he spent a lot of time at multiple levels. um, And he knows who can coach and who can't coach. He nailed the Jeff Halfley move. You know who else no one had ever heard of when he was hired? Ryan, Ryan Day. Day. Yeah. Right. So I got that one right. Yes. Yeah. And and we're like, so that's the thing. When we're sitting there like five things to know about Ryan Day and Jeff Halfley. I couldn't even get to five, really. I had to just dig through the, the bios because they were not people that were on the radar. Um, and often you were like, you were you were like last name is opposite of night. <laughs> And people just ate that up. Thank you for that information, Austin. We love you. Um, but that's that's the point. Usually, if, if Urban Meyer or Ryan Day 
calls you up and hires you, there's a good reason for that. Yeah, I, I'm not going to argue with the guys they hire. I think they know more about football than we do. And, you know, that's just being honest. I think, True. you know, when, when Ryan Day hired Jeff Athley, he obviously knew that Jeff Athley was a, a pretty darn good football coach. And I think when Urban Meyer hired Ryan Day, he knew something that a lot of us didn't. So uh, I think Ryan Day, even in just year three as a head coach, has earned the benefit of the doubt when it comes to these hiring processes. I think, uh, you know, he does his homework. He, he knows what he's doing. He knows who's good and who's not. And, you know, like you said, maybe he'll pull a rabbit out of his hat and, and come up with a defensive assistant from somewhere we've never heard of. So you just – you never know. The, the coaching silly season is weird. The worst part of Ryan Day hiring Jeff Halfley is that the only photo we could find of Jeff Halfley was him <laughs> – making some really weird face in a media scrum outside of the 49ers facility from years ago. And I felt bad because every time we wrote a story about the guy it was one picture and he looked like he was struggling to speak. Even the 49ers didn't have like a ton of information on Jeff Halfley. I emailed them to ask, do you have any other pictures? This is all we can find because we had to use it for like two straight months. Like, he was a real mystery to a lot of people at both levels, except for those he had worked with, you know, the, you know, Tyvis Powell had worked with him. Richard Sherman talked about how great he was. Everyone who knew him raved about him. And then he was just this great mystery. Uh, you know, then one year later, he's the coach of Boston college. Uh, we'll see if that's uh, the career track for the next guy that Ohio state hires. That process is well underway now as Greg Madison has retired. Um, you know, wish him well heading in that best of health best of good luck uh after 41 years on the coaching sidelines greg madison now done that's berm and spencer holbrook this has been rapid reaction brought to you by buyers auto i am austin ward stay with us for full coverage of the ohio state buckeyes at lettermanrow.com